I sat down at home and on a yellow legal pad, I wrote out my version of the Universal Studios tour. How if I ran the place, how I would present it and mailed it to the president of the studio with a note attached <laughs> saying, you don't know me, but I'm one of your tour guides. And this is how I think the guided tour should be presented. I kind of had my own department created for me. Welcome to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores exceptional career success stories, inspiring and insightful personal brand journeys that answer the question, are you coffee or are you Starbucks? Fascinating conversations with leaders about their career breakthroughs from entertainment, tech, media, and more. You'll learn how they've turned up the volume on their brand to unlock success. Firsthand, uncensored, and real, as told by people who've been there and plenty of inspiration and practical tools to help you lead with your brand every day as you drive towards your next career breakthrough. And now, here's your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Well, happy 2022, everybody. Are you ready for the Lead With Your Brand New Year Challenge? This is the Lead With Your Brand podcast, and I am Jason Patria, and we are here to help you own your career, turn up the volume, and show your value in 2022 by joining the Lead With Your Brand Challenge. Every Tuesday, I want you to tune in and listen to the podcast because you will receive a new step to build your personal brand to help you toward your next career breakthrough. We are even going to share downloadable worksheets that are going to help you kick off the new year right at leadwithyourbrand.com. Now, we've got an amazing guest with us today. It is my old buddy, Mike Sinkton, formerly of Universal Studios and now the ultimate Hollywood insider as an entertainment, pop culture, and lifestyle expert. But before we talk to Mike, let's talk a little bit about this week's challenge. This is all about your introduction to the Lead With Your Brand system. Now, our Lead With Your Brand system is all about thinking like great brand marketers do and applying that knowledge and that toolkit to your career. So what if you were to use a brand marketer's toolkit to build your own personal brand? What if you thought about yourself as a product? In a world where thousands of people do your exact same job, that's right, there are hundreds of people at your company that do your same job, and there's thousands of people around the corporate space that do your job too. You have got to break through and find a way to be more than just a commodity worker. In this day and age, I am going to challenge you to be a super premium brand that gets people to do more contribute more, and ultimately pay you more, just like they do for great brands that they love. Now, it is New Year's, and I spent my Saturday, January 1st, sitting out at the Rose Parade, as I have done every single year since I was born way back when. I am obsessed with the Rose Parade, and I will tell you, from a very early age, I learned about branding from the Rose Parade. Because quite simply, your brand is not about a logo, it's not about a tagline, it's not about an advertisement. 
It's ultimately about the entire experience that you create. And when I watched the Rose Parade as a kid, I was blown away by the corporate entries that weren't really just commercials. They were full experiences that brought people into their brands. I remember loving the Baskin Robbins 31 Flavors floats every single year. And guess what? They weren't about saying, come and buy ice cream from us, but they were completely all about the experiences and celebrations, like a birthday. I remember my favorite float from them was a pink, white, and brown. By the way, their corporate colors. It was a gigantic birthday cake that kept having tears grow, grow, grow all the way up to the top until a teddy bear came out of the top, shot fireworks and confetti out into the crowd. And to me, that was all about Baskin Robbins saying, this is all about how we celebrate and have fun with our brand. I even remember old brands that don't really exist anymore, like Kodak would always have the most spectacular entries that you wanted to take pictures of, whether it was gigantic panda bears with translucent umbrellas or a great float that was all about the beauty of the Orient that made me obsessed and want to go to Japan. It was all about what Kodak stood for. They didn't have a float that had a camera. Instead, they had things from around the world that you wanted to capture on film because that was what that true experience that Kodak was selling at the time. So that's what we want you to do as you go through our Lead With Your Brand Challenge. We are going to take you through the five steps to lead with your brand. Number one is all about defining your audience. You have to think about yourself as a product and think about who is your career audience. And remember, you don't want to be everything to all people because you're really just nothing to no one. So you've got to target that career audience. Step number two, we want you to know what you stand for today because inauthenticity reeks and it smells. We want you to start out by having a brand that is authentic to you that's going to drive you into step number three, which is refining who you want to be. How can you take those things that you truly authentically are today, but turn up the volume and supersize those attributes to be something unique and super premium. Then we're going to look at how you keep up your image. How do you tailor your dress? How do you do your workspace? But more importantly, how do you create those signature projects that help get you there? And then finally, we'll look at step number five, which is promoting yourself. Because great marketers know that we need to see a brand impression eight to 15 times before we are even aware of a product and that is not even our intent to buy. So if you think that having that conversation with your manager this month, or maybe you did it back in December to review your work, that one conversation a year is not enough for great marketing of your brand. So make sure that you visit leadwithyourbrand.com and download this week's toolkit, which is the five steps to lead with your brand. It's a great introduction and overview of the system. And starting next week, we're gonna help you define your audience and we'll have a new define your audience worksheet available for download. Well, I am super excited about our first guest of 2022. It is my old friend, Mike Sinkton, who is a retired senior executive at NBC Universal and is now known as the ultimate Hollywood insider. Now, as an entertainment pop culture and lifestyle expert, Mike actually graduated from college and arrived in Hollywood knowing no one in the industry, having no job and not even a place to stay. 
He quickly landed a coveted job as a movie studio tour guide, rising rapidly through the ranks to a senior-level executive position. Now, during his career at Universal Studios, Mike co-created and produced Universal's world-famous studio tour. He established and helmed the studio's renowned tour guide program, famous around the world as the leading launching pad for Hollywood's top industry power players. Mike also created and developed Universal's ultra-exclusive VIP experience and tour, specially designed for A-list celebrities, heads of states, and other high-profile guests. Now, as a former senior executive at NBC Universal, Mike is considered the ultimate Hollywood insider who takes fans behind the scenes of Hollywood, giving them an insider's view of the entertainment industry and pop culture. He is an entertainment, pop culture, lifestyle, and celebrity expert with worldwide clout, influence, and expertise. We'll be back in just a few minutes with Mike Sinkton. For over 25 years, Jason has coached, trained, and developed thousands of leaders and executives, helping them achieve their next career breakthrough. He's a featured speaker at global conferences and companies to help everyone bring their best authentic self to work, show their value, and lead with their brand every day. Get more tips and tools at leadwithyourbrand.com. And we are back. I am super thrilled for today's guest. It is entertainment, pop culture, and lifestyle expert, Mike Sinkton. Mike, what's going on? Jason, it is so good to see you. I mean, we've known each other for how many years? Uh, I'm trying to Almost 30 years because it's 2022. And I started working at Universal Studios back in 1992. So is that scary or what? That is scary. Even scarier is I was there a couple of decades before that. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, well, Mike, let's jump in because as the ho- uh, ultimate Hollywood insider, I know everyone wants to hear all of your, your great stories and about your career. But my first question to you is, you know, when you first meet people, how do you describe to them who you are and what it is that you do? It's pretty easy. I simply say I worked at Universal Studios for decades. I saw everything behind the scenes, and now I share that knowledge with the world. Wow, I love that. So, and I guess that's what really makes you a true Hollywood insider. But but tell us a little bit about your career, because you have this kind of classic Hollywood career story, right? So how did you break into the entertainment industry in the first place? It's crazy. I fell into acting accidentally as a kid growing up in Michigan when I was asked to appear in some car commercials. And I had never studied acting, didn't have the passion, but I thought, wow, this is going to pay for my college education. It was like easy work. So that brought me to Hollywood and moved out to LA. I didn't know anyone in the city. I loaded up everything I owned into the back of my Ford Maverick. I had $1,200 in my pocket drove across country, had no place to stay, no job, nothing. I stayed in the Best Western Motel for a couple of nights. And I thought, well, I got to get a job waiting tables and doing something on the side until I can get into acting out here in Los Angeles. But then I thought, I'd always heard about this guided tour at Universal Studios. Wouldn't it make more sense to work at a movie studio if I was an aspiring actor? rather than waiting on tables. 
So I drove up to Universal Studios. I'd never been there. I went up to the guard at the gate and I just said, hey, I want to be a tour guide. How do I get the job? And he just kind of sneered at me and said, <laughs> well, you're not going to get that job unless you know someone. Uh, but that didn't deter me. I, I, I drove in. I applied at the personnel bungalow. They happened to have been hiring. And I was interviewed and got the job. And wow. I just fell in love with it because it really got my foot in the door in Hollywood. It literally took me behind the scenes and allowed me to take thousands of guests behind the scenes of Hollywood every single day. So that's how I first broke into the business. Yeah. And so, Mike, uh, when you look back on your on your career in the business, what were some of the big career breakthrough moments for you? Right. Like, how did you go from being a tour guide, you know, talking to hundreds of guests per day on, on the Universal backlot to actually being an executive? Uh, it, it happened kind of suddenly for me. And I'll tell you exactly what I did. After a few months of giving the tour, I sat down at home and on a yellow legal pad, I wrote out my version of the Universal Studios tour, how if I ran the place, how I would present it and mailed it to the president of the studio with a note <laughs> attached saying, you don't know me, but I'm one of your tour guides. and. This is how I think the guided tour should be presented. I kind of had my own department created for me by this executive by taking that initiative of doing some extra work at home. You know, so few people do that. They kind of just do the minimum to get by at work. But if you really want to advance uh, in your profession, no matter what it is, you've got to go the extra mile. And I knew that. And I had the passion for it. And I think that's so important. Yeah. And so, Mike, talk to me because I know so many folks, when they get the opportunity, are just scared out of their mind. So so what did you do to prep for that meeting when you got the call that you're going up to the infamous Black Tower on the Universal lot to meet with an executive? How did you prep yourself to like show up and, and come across as smart and savvy and, and all of those things? I relied on everything I knew growing up about Hollywood and show business, because as a kid, I was obsessed with television and with the movies. And I went into that meeting thinking, I probably know as much about Hollywood as this guy does. You know? <laughs> I wasn't running a studio, certainly, uh, like he was, but... I knew he didn't know much about the studio tour that I assume he'd probably been on it a few times and it was a good moneymaker for the studio, as you know. And I, I just looked at it as an insider. This is my first time as an insider, but I was an insider on the studio tour in his office to him. So I kind of leveraged that and ran with it. Yeah. And so so talk to me a little bit about growing up in, in the Midwest. Like, what did you want to be when you were a kid growing up? And, and did you even know that, that going to Hollywood was even, even a thing you could do? No, it wasn't in the cards at all. I thought I was going to grow up in the Midwest, raise a family there, and, and, and never leave. Um, but in watching those TV shows... In the back of my mind, I always thought, you know what? I'm a little different than the, my classmates in school. I need to do something a little different. And I, I had had, after graduation from college, a great 
job offer with a huge hotel chain because my uh, major in college was hospitality management. And the day I was supposed to start their management training program, I called the director and I said, I can't accept the job. And he's like, you're starting tomorrow. We have everything set up for you. And I go, sorry, I can't. I'm going to Hollywood. And the decision was made that quickly in a 24-hour time period. And I told my parents, I'm leaving for Hollywood in the morning. And they wished me luck. And they trusted me. And I trusted my gut and got in that car and started driving. Yeah, well, I, I'm I'm impressed that your parents were so supportive. <laughs> I was very lucky, let me tell you, very very lucky. And talk to me about trusting your gut. What what was that moment that that it clicked for you that was like this this management program isn't right for me. I actually need to hop in my car and go to Hollywood. It it was more long term than a single moment. The entire time I was growing up and through my college years, and as an adult, and even today, I've always trusted my gut and my best instincts, and it has never led me wrong. Like, I moved out here, as I mentioned, not knowing anyone, not really knowing anything, not having studied the business, but something inside just told me it was the move to make. And my advice to anyone listening is to trust your gut to trust your instincts, something is pushing you in a certain direction, whether you believe in a higher being or whether it's your life experiences that only you have experienced. All of that, all those things have created you. And that's what's telling you, you need to do this and not that. And you need to listen to that voice and follow it. And I I can pretty much guarantee you it will lead you to success. Yeah. So Mike, thinking back over over your career, what were some of the other big breakthrough moments you had as an executive? A big one actually was when I started tweeting of all things. <laughs> Twitter was fairly new, but uh, wherever I went outside of Universal, people seemed fascinated by my job. They're like, wow, you look work in a movie studio. What's it like? And they were really interested in it. And I thought, I should start putting these thoughts down on Twitter. There are probably other people out there that I'm not meeting in person that are interested in what it's like to work at a movie studio. So I started tweeting about my job and things I was seeing and and photos that I, I was allowed to take at the studio and post. And my Twitter account started taking off fairly rapidly, mostly because any major studio has a lot of fans and people are thinking, wow, here's this executive tweeting about his job at a studio. Nobody's doing that. Yeah. And to this day, I don't think anyone is. I know a lot of stars are and producers are and directors are, but I don't think any executives are. And it started taking off. And then the publicity department at Universal Studios noticed it. And a director called me into a meeting and said, hey, we really like what you're doing here. How about if we start giving you some information that you can promote on your Twitter feed. And I was, you know, happy to cooperate. So now I was kind of working for the publicity department on the side. Although it wasn't my job, it goes right along with that theme of taking on as many responsibilities as you can at work. Because the more you expose yourself to different departments uh, at your workplace, the more opportunities it's going to open up to you. And then when 
the Twitter started getting even bigger because now it was getting actual media from Universal Studios. I thought I could really expand this thing if I went beyond Universal and started tweeting about all of Hollywood, which was my passion. So that's what I started doing. And then the Twitter just started taking off. And that, oddly enough, it's the Twitter that led to my own personal branding. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your 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 personal brand. What are three words that you would use to describe Mike Sinkton as a brand? Hollywood's ultimate insider. Ooh, love that. And and how did you come up with that? Well, as I mentioned, being an executive working at a movie studio, I saw a lot of things I was allowed to talk about and a lot of things I wasn't allowed to talk about. And I thought, I'm going to leverage this and, and make that my brand because there are so few people doing that really publicly that really know what it's like to work at a major movie and TV studio. You know, people hear things, the public hears things, but they haven't really been on the sets. They haven't really been around the filming. And they're probably not that credible when they talk about it. So I, I just took my knowledge and started putting it all into my Twitter feed. And then people started coming to me when they wanted an opinion on Hollywood, when something major happened in Hollywood, whether it be an event, a premiere, the death of a star, I'd start getting phone calls from local radio stations, local television stations. Then it started going national. Like, what is your opinion on this? Is this true? What do you think about that? And having worked at Universal when I was there, outside of Universal, I was known as Mike from Universal. And I thought, I need to create my own brand. I need to kind of disassociate myself from one point at one point from the studio and become kind of the guru of all of Hollywood rather than just Universal Studios. So I saw the brand in my future and I knew what it should be. I identified it in three words and I went for it and it's really paid off. Yeah. And Mike, talk to me a little bit about that pivot and that shift, right? After you retired from Universal, right? And worked there for so many decades, you know, how did you really reposition and make sure that people still didn't keep going, oh yeah, Mike from Universal, where you had been so, you know, almost synonymous with that studio experience? Yeah, I was. I was only known as the guy with the studio tour at Universal Studios. You're right about that. Um, it was doing research and developing contacts and sources at other studios on other sets. And I leveraged that into my Twitter feed. So it was as simple as going, expanding my field and my area of expertise from beyond Universal Studios to all the other studios. And then I expanded that to include music, um, even politics, because to me, politics has become this part of pop culture. Yeah. Uh, so I started including <laughs> that. People really enjoyed my take on that. So there's a sprinkling of politics in my Twitter feed as well. But I always look at politics, as I mentioned, from a pop, pop culture point of view, because that's my area of expertise. So it's really just taking what you know and realizing that's your passion, and hopefully it is, and then just expanding it out into the universe. And that's what I did. I made a conscious effort to do that. Yeah, and talk to me a little bit about 
about being someone who is so big on social media, right? I have people come to me all of the time that say like, oh, I'm too old to be on Twitter. I'm too old to be on these these platforms and they're scared, right? And I won't disclose any of our ages, right? But when you started on Twitter, you were not a 22-year-old influencer, right? So I was not. (laughs) I was in my 40s when I started on Twitter. And I mean, you're the personal branding expert, but I think you'd agree with me that if you're going to develop your brand, you have to have social media supporting it. Um, So anyone out there, no matter how old you are, you're not too old to be on social media. And you can really use it to create and emphasize and promote your brand. But you have to do it in a smart way. Um, My Twitter feed is not just a bunch of retweets. To me, that's Mm. just junk. Almost all of my content is original. And with every tweet I post, everyone is well-crafted. Before I post, I think, is this going to enlighten someone? Is it going to inspire someone? Is it going to make somebody laugh? Is mm. it going to inform someone? Or is it going to start a dialogue? And it does. if it, the tweet doesn't meet one of those five criteria, I don't tweet it. But again, I put a lot of work and research into it. I get up every morning at 4 a.m. Because wow. Europe is already up. The East Coast is getting up. And they're already waiting for my tweets for the day. And I start, I'm sitting at my kitchen table and I'm touching bases with all my sources and researching all of my sites to find out what news broke overnight in the entertainment world and pop culture and also politics as it relates to pop culture. And I'm crafting all of these tweets. Um, so it takes work. I spend probably three to four hours a day on Twitter. I get a lot of response. Wow. I yeah. try to interact. Social media is very, it's very important to interact with the people that are following you. I try to respond to as many people as I can that reply to my tweets, although often they go viral and it gets overwhelming and I can't <laughs> respond to everyone. But I try to. I keep my direct messages open. I get some of my best tips through my direct messages. I, I get some hate messages too, um, as anyone does who's active on social media, but I don't respond to those. I just ignore them. You have to have a thick skin. They really don't bother me at all. You just ignore the haters. That's that's the strategy. Good advice for anyone. Ignore the haters. And and I love that you kind of discussed this filter for for what you post, right? What are what are the types of things that you you look at and say, wow, you know what? This is this is not within the Mike Sington brand. I'm not going there. Or how do you look at it? At let's take something like politics. Where do you look at something in politics and say, yes, this is this is in my wheelhouse and my expertise versus this is something I'm not going to report on. Well, I don't know a lot about politics. Um, <laughs> so if it's something fun or well-known about a politician, do we, I don't know if you want me to mention any names. Here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like of course Trump. mention names. <laughs> I mean, Trump is fodder for tweets and still yeah. is even a year out of office, you know, with the outrageous claims he makes and the outrageous things he's doing. So I still I still tweet about it and people will sometimes reply, you know, just let it go. He's out of office. He don't give him the attention. And I tweet back. You ignore him at your own peril. 
because I don't think he's done trying to da- damage democracy. So I, I stay on top of it. You know, I, I don't just let that slide. But I don't get into the nuts and bolts of politics and really not too in, in depth on issues. But I've learned and I've been burned on Twitter where, where I'll tweet something and boy, they will come down on you. The pylon begins. Um, the negativity begins. The threats begin. So I, I had to actually delete a few tweets I, because I won't deal with it. And my purpose on Twitter and social media is not to rile people up. It's to hit one of those five points that I mentioned. And one of them is to inspire people and make people feel good. It's not to bring people down. So if I, if I made a misjudgment, I'm not afraid to admit I made a mistake. Even once I tweeted an apology and then took the tweet down. Usually though, I'll just delete the tweet and, and that'll do it. And, and I would advise anyone don't, you know, own up to your mistakes. You know, if you made a mistake, just admit it, apologize if you think it's necessary and remove the post and, and move on and do better next time. Yeah. And and how do you, in this public arena, remain sort of an ultimate insider? When, when you're reporting on things in the industry, how do you walk that line of, of being able to report things that are fun for people and they want to hear, but still kind of maintain all of these precious relationships that you have with, with insiders in the industry? It's very difficult. So I try to post things that I, I know firsthand, things that I've experienced. I, you know, it's a little hard during COVID during the past couple of years, but I was going to as many events as I could go to. And because my Twitter is such high profile, I get invited to every screening, every premiere, every event in town because they want me to post photos and talk about it on Twitter. So if I see firsthand information, I mean, that's the best. I feel comfortable with that. I'm not repeating something secondhand. But again, I keep it positive. If I see something involving a star that I think would reflect negatively on the star, I don't post it, even if I don't personally like the star, because I I don't want to damage someone or hurt someone's reputation. So I have to be very careful, uh, not only with what I see and that translating into what I post, but also what people are telling me. Um, If one person tells me something, I always try to get a second source on it. And a lot of people in an effort to be helpful will direct mail me blind items on celebrities and productions that may have stopped uh, work or whatever. And I just won't run with it without confirming it because now that I'm verified on Twitter, I have a responsibility to the community. Um, I have to tell the truth on my Twitter feed because uh, the verification is Twitter saying that you can rely on this person yeah, uh, that he's tweeting notable information and it's truthful. And if I get caught tweeting an untruth, I lose my verification with Twitter and could 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 get suspended. So I can't take that chance. I mean, from what I built, I don't want to lose it. 
Yeah. And you've been showing up on red carpets for years, right? But thinking about, and of course we had red carpets back for a while and now they're all kind of clamped down with, with the, yeah. uh, the variant. Talk to me a little bit about how is it that you show up on a red carpet on brand uh, as the ultimate Hollywood insider? Like how, how do you approach that um, in terms of how you act, what you wear, uh, e- even how you experience the entire event? Well, the look is very important. I mean, it's it's insane in Hollywood, really. <laughs> so you you got to invest in a decent, well, beyond decent wardrobe. Um, I can't wait to break it out again. I'm going to have to definitely get some new pieces. So you've got to <laughs> present a certain physical image. I think that's that doesn't mean you have to be good looking by any means, but it's how you present yourself to not just the public, but the people on the red carpet with you, then they're more likely to talk to you. If you look professional, if you look like you belong, I think that's really important. No, and no matter what industry you're in, I think it's very important. Yeah. Um, and what, what does that look for you? What, what was your look as, as an executive at a major studio? And now what is your look sort of when you show up on a red carpet? Well, when I started at Universal Studios, <laughs> look, the look was very formal. I mean, we all wore suits. Oh my gosh, and back then, when we had to wear ties every day. Remember that? And then it went to just ties. And then we lost the ties. And then it went to jeans and just got more and more casual. Uh, but there's a time and a place for everything. Uh, a red carpet is a special event. It's designed to be a special event. And you kind of have to live up to it or you're disrespecting the people who have invited you to their special event. Mm, yeah. And how do you show up in terms of interacting with, with, with people out on the red carpet, whether it's other press or talent or, you know, everyone else from the industry that's sort of there as part of the promotional machine? Well, Jason, you know me and I'm not shy. Um, <laughs> I, I think a big part of that, comes from me being a tour guide at Universal Studios. When you're speaking with a couple hundred people several times a day for a couple of hours at a time, you lose any inhibition you might have had as far as speaking with people. So I have no problem going up to someone, introducing themselves, myself, just saying, hi, I'm Mike Sington. I was with Universal Studios and I've been wondering dot, 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 or as simple as I really admire your work. Tell me about dot, dot, dot. And then I I, I glean information that way. You know, and people want to talk about their business. Um, They want their projects plugged. Um, And I learned that on the studio tour too. I mean, we had producers and directors reaching out to us saying, please mention our movie. You know, please show this TV clip on the monitors. And it's the same thing in real life when I go to a Hollywood event. They they want whatever they're doing mentioned on my Twitter feed. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to oblige as long as I approve of the content. Yeah. And what's your wildest red carpet story? <laughs> it would I'm involve, sure there's many. <laughs> no, there's not many. Um, I'm pretty well behaved. But it would involve... Spilling a drink accidentally on a young starlet. Ooh. So how does one recover from that? 
I'm just gonna leave it at that. Well, the first thing I did was kind of looking around, is anyone taking pictures? And we weren't quite where the photographers were. And I just apologized profusely. I mean, I was bumped into her and it was a mess. We both almost hit the red carpet. And <laughs> that would have been mortifying, but she was great. She was gracious. She's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It happens all the time. So, you know, the celebrities, it sounds so cliche. And you know this, they're just like anybody else, you know, yeah. they're, they're probably nervous being there because they've got a job to do too, which is sell their movie. I've got a job to do, which is collect information. Everybody is there actually working and, you know, they're coworkers at that point and that's your office for the evening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mike, I have a couple of fun questions. We've been talking about your brand and Hollywood brands. What is a brand that you are obsessed with? What are you obsessed with as a consumer? I'm obsessed with Apple. Everything, everything I own is Apple, which sounds really pathetic. And my brother actually makes fun of me for that and sends me articles from the Wall Street Journal, you are trapped in the Apple ecoverse. And I go, (laughs) I like being trapped there, actually, because everything works from one device to the other. And so, Mike, if you were a type of car, what type of car would you be? (laughs) I'd be a Ferrari. Ooh, and why? Ferrari. Um, Fast. on top of things, can make a quick getaway. Um, <laughs> and not that I'm pretty, but it's kind of a pretty car. Yeah. Get, yeah. What do you mean you're not pretty? Oh, come on. Come and on. is it and is it true that you used to have a personalized license plate that said Malibu Ken on it? Well, then I've heard this rumor for years. I don't know what you're talking about. But there was actually a uh, personalized plate that said Malibu Barbie. So I thought I could get Malibu Ken. <laughs> and it's really weird because the Daily News, which was a newspaper in Los Angeles at the time, yeah. brought the two of us together. And we both posed with our cars and license plates <laughs> back to back. And she looked just like a Barbie doll. I got it. and finally mike what is your best career advice that you'd pass on to our listeners don't worry about if you don't know what you want to do yet Mm. so many people stress out about that because when i was growing up i wasn't sure what i wanted to be when i grew up all i knew is i wanted to be in the game Mm. that's all that mattered to me and as we talked about by following my gut and my instincts, that led me right into the heart of the game. And once I got there, I knew this is where I wanted to be. So if you're a young person listening to this, whether it be high school age, college, or whatever, and you're, not, you're studying different things and you're not sure you, what you want to do, don't worry about it. Experience as much as you can. And then all of a sudden, something will lead you in a certain direction. And if that doesn't work, that's the universe telling you to go another way and just listen to that inner voice. Um, That's what I would tell people uh, career-wise. 
And Mike, tell me, what would be your advice for some folks that are older and seasoned in their work, but are looking to make a change similar to how you did after you retired from Universal? Make the leap. I mean, what are you waiting for? So many people are doing that now during the pandemic and during the past two years. They're completely switching careers. And most, I think, are doing very well. And I haven't heard anyone who regrets it. So if you've always had that in the back of your mind, I could be doing something else or I'm not happy with what I'm doing. I mean, the opportunities out there are endless. Pursue what your passion is. I mean, why not be happy with what you're doing rather than be miserable about it? So make the leap. There's really, really nothing holding you back. You can do anything, pursue anything, learn anything online from your home. So just go for it. Explore it. If it looks good, do it. Well, Mike Sinkton, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inspiring us. And we'll be following you on Twitter. Thank you, Jason. What a pleasure being with you today. I really appreciate it. It was thrilled speaking with you. And I miss you so much. And hopefully we can see each other soon. Yes, we'll see each other in the new year. And I'll be back in just a few moments with my final thoughts. Are you tired of not being recognized for your work? Are you ready to rise above the rest and accelerate to the next level? The Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program will help you take control of your career, develop your own unique brand, and catapult you to a whole new level of success. You are a top performer, and the Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program is what you need to get you there. Visit leadwithyourbrand.com to learn how. Wow. I don't know about you, but I just loved my conversation with my old friend, Mike Sington. He had so much great advice, especially thinking about trusting your gut and knowing that now is the time to make the leap and lead with your brand to your next career breakthrough. But one thing that really stood out to me from my conversation with Mike was this whole notion of the brand filter. Now, we're going to talk all about the brand filter as you go through the next five weeks of our lead with your brand challenge. But what I loved hearing from Mike was this whole notion of making sure that he keeps on brand by thinking about those five pillars that are important to his career audience. Does it inspire people? Does it help people? Does it make them feel like they're having a good time, right? He has a filter that helps him identify what he's going to report on, what he's going to post, and who he is going to interact with. So you can think about that for yourself. What is that filter that's going to help you have signature projects so everything that you communicate and everything that you deliver shows up on brand. Well, that is our show for this week. Make sure that you go to leadwithyourbrand.com so that you can participate in the Lead With Your Brand New Year Challenge that is happening every single Tuesday in January. Right now, you can download our five steps to lead with your brand, again, at leadwithyourbrand.com. Plus, each week, you're going to hear from amazing leaders in entertainment, tech, 
media, and more on their best career advice. Now, if you love what you've heard today, make sure that you are following us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And check me out on social media. I'm at Jason Patria on all platforms. And remember, in your career, don't be a boring old commodity like coffee. Be a super premium brand like Starbucks. You've been listening to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores and uncovers exceptional career success stories and inspiring personal brand journeys with your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at leadwithyourbrand.com.